You're listening to The Feel Better Show, brought to you by The Mushroom Kingdom. Um, 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 da-da-da-dum. It's The Feel Better Show! This is Feel Better with The Feel Better Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another amazing episode of the Feel Better Show. I am, of course, your host with the most, Feel Better. And today, I have a very special guest. I have Stephen White from, give me a second, he has a very long podcast name. It's the Super Mega Crash Bros Turbo Podcast, a podcast pretty much dealing with uh, video games, right? That is correct. It's uh, essentially, we just take the week's news that came out about video games, whether it be release dates big news announcements anything like that and we just talk about it cover it give our opinions on it see that's way better than what we do here at the Phil better show we just do movies and we criticize movies <laughs> but you guys actually do work and newsy stuff um <laughs> a little bit yeah so i asked steven uh to come on this month we're going to do a whole month on video games and video game movie adaptations so since it's such a very interesting field of movies um and since Steven does all video games, I'm like, you know what? Steven does this. He's a good podcasting mate. So uh, he, he, he was one of the first people to jump on uh, to say, yes, I will talk to you about movies. Mm-hmm. And I was scared because it's been a month we've been off here at the Feel Better Show. But Steven's been kind enough to gently bring us back into the world of podcasting. <laughs> um, so, Stephen, before we jump into uh, the movie we're going to talk about, which is, of course, the superb 1993 movie, Super Mario Brothers, how about you give uh, a bit more about your podcast to uh, my listeners, since they obviously may have not heard your podcast before? Okay. Well, as I said, we talk about video game news. Uh, we kind of do it in a very unique way. We'll talk about what we've been playing, because obviously we're gamers. We, we like to play games, so we're trying out different things here and there. Uh, then we'll cover the news and we'll talk about rumors that we've heard. Uh, we even play games ourselves where we've kind of changed it up recently. We I used to give, because if you go and look through the PC market, there are so many uh, bad games. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say, but there are just so many games, shovelware, freeware, you know, that you can find on Steam. And I came to find out that trying to cover all the PC games that came out in the world, it's not going to happen. You know, it's just it's just too many. So I decided I'd turn it into a game. I'd give my co-hosts uh, a name of a game, and they had to tell me what they thought it was. But apparently it was too much of a strain on their brain, you know, because they couldn't be too creative after a while. So I thought, all right, I'll flip the script on them. I'll give them the description of the game, and they have to tell me out of a questionnaire for what it is and then it seems to to be going a lot better that way uh and then of course we have headliners every week if we can uh where we'll either talk about a brand new game that's come out uh events like e3 just happened so we talked about that we actually had uh garrett hunter on from bootleg shanty and let's get contextual he was on there yeah i can't wait to have him um he's a he's a great guy uh great guy great guest and 
Uh, we just we we try to keep it fun and lively, but we also put our opinions in there. We try to keep our opinions uh, fair, <laughs> but we have to we have to be you know pretty critical yeah. when we have to be you know because there's a there's a lot of stuff out there. So we want to make our points known. And hopefully our audience will either agree or disagree. And if they disagree, let us know why. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've listened to a couple of your episodes. Uh, to be fair, since I took them, we took the month off, I've not listened to any podcast because I wanted to be completely disconnected with the world. So I'm a little behind mm-hmm. on your podcast, but you guys have a great one. You guys have a great um, rapport or yeah. It's early, folks, and I'm not going to lie. My brain's still not working. Um, but you guys have a great – you guys really mesh really well, and you guys um, – you there there isn't a lull in the conversations. Like sometimes you hear with, pod, with some sure. podcasts, and it's really great. And I mm-hmm. really suggest you guys go out and listen to it. So uh, you can find them under the Paper and Pencil uh, – sorry, Pencil and Paper Podcast Network You with your – whatever you're listening to podcasts on or you can just go search super mega crash bro with a period so it's b-r-o-s dot and turbo that's their mm-hmm. podcast name it's great uh now we're going to jump into pretty much I, th- I i'm guessing this would be like the first ever uh video game movie adaptation yeah mm-hmm which is kind of ironic since a lot of people go back to Super Mario Brothers as being the one first game that a lot of yeah. people have played. Regard, I mean, there there have been some yeah. prior to that, but that's, everybody remembers that's the, the yeah, gold like standard. It's, it's I, I guess it's more the first console game that people remember. I remember getting my mm-hmm. N, uh, mm-hmm. NES. Wow, I'm old. Um, getting the, <laughs> the original uh, NES <laughs> and like you got the Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. That was the game mm-hmm. you got, and you played played, and it was just the best game to play. It's oh yeah, bar none. I mean, you wanted to play it, you wanted to get through it, and all the secrets you could find. Yeah, that was. And did it? It didn't have a safe fun. feature either. No, no. So you, you, if you yeah. died, you're done. A lot of people forget <laughs> that the old school uh, games didn't have any f- save feature. Like you died, you're done. You have to mm-hmm. restart from the beginning, and you only got those three little lives, and you try and pump up as many lives as possible. Yeah. Oh God. And that's where that uh, what was it that one one up trick on level three? You you have to jump just right on that that shell yeah. right there at the end, and you could get like one hundred yeah, one ups. Shoots. I think I achieved it once. Or I never twice. achieved it. it was I never achieved pain. it to be. No, never. I wasn't. Uh, I love video games, uh, but going that far and trying to get those super secret stuff, I always failed. And uh, my NES is packed away, so I don't think I'll have an opportunity to try it again. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I'll survive the graphics and the the slowness slowness of the game. Uh, but no, Super Mario Brothers, the Mario Brothers, like Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, Peach. Uh, what's what's the princess for Luigi again? Daisy. Daisy. Mm-hmm. Toad. Those are like, like iconics. Like every even kids today know them, and like it's yeah, yeah. it's just I'm I'm a little disappointed how bad the movie turned out. I think it's a product yeah, of its it time is. Uh, because, you know, you're limited to budget. I think today 
And granted, I know that they are working on one as we mm-hmm. speak, uh, but it's yes. animated. So obviously animated, you can get yeah. away with anything. You can do anything. So, but uh, live action in the 90s, I think it was going to be what it was because of that. Um, I would even say that they they really tried. There's, there was a good movie there. there, there they really tried. There's somewhere in there, if you watch a few scenes of that movie, there was a good movie tucked away in there. It just, there were too many cooks in the kitchen yeah. and it ruined it. You know, what it really could have been. So. Great cast. You had Bob, the great Bob Hopskin, mm-hmm. John Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper, like, come on, easy rider right there. Um, mm-hmm. Samantha Mantis, Fisher, Stevens, Fiona Shaw, Richard Edison. Um, Dan Castaneta is narr- narrating it. So, like, it's just so great. Like, and how much was the budget? Give me a second here. Uh, fairy tales super marvels shot in new york and north carolina on a budget of 48 million like 48 million there's no movies made like that anymore for 48 million like it it, that that is now considered low budget but back then it was like high budget like oh my god it's 48 million that's insane Mm -hmm. nowadays 48 million they're like well that's what we're going to spend on advertising or just one star you know but Mm -hmm. I I think I actually fell in love with like I knew how cheesy this movie was when I saw it back in 93 mm-hmm. when I was uh, I think nine eight or nine and I fell in love with it because it was so amazing it was so much fun there was just pure yeah. joy in this movie for a kid looking at it but you watch it as an adult you see all the problems mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, as an adult, I think I can appreciate certain things that I felt like they didn't really explore. And maybe they did in deleted scenes or, or stuff that they've cut out. Because I've heard numerous stories over the years. The, the longer the movie has been out, I've heard, you know, things behind the scenes, stories that they don't want to tell you. Obviously, you've heard stuff like Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo knew it was going to be a disaster. They were just like, this is going to be terrible. And everybody was just fighting and and conflict and whatnot. But if you look at scenes between Mario and Luigi, when they're just kind of being personal brothers, those are the best scenes. Like there was, there was good stuff there. And like, I think one of my favorite scenes was toward the beginning where they were on that double date and Luigi's talking to Daisy, trying to tell her about him and Mario and their uh, childhood together growing up. Mario raised him and stuff like that. That That was a good scene. I love that scene, and I wish there was more stuff in there like that. Yeah, no, I, I, I do wish there was a lot more, like, connection, like, more personal instead of mm-hmm. trying just to go off in the crazy uh, action scenes. Yeah. Where they uh, where they actually made, made you feel a bit more connected to Luigi and Mario and then Luigi and... Daisy and I'm surprised they didn't have Peach uh, Peach in this. Did they? Yeah, I think no. I think they were substituting Daisy because they wanted it to be more like Luigi's love story, and then they gave. And here was a missed opportunity if I ever saw one. Mario's girlfriend, I can't remember uh, Daniela. Yeah, Daniela. Why? Why didn't they make her Pauline from Donkey Kong? 
That was a missed. All you had to do was oh change your name. And that would have been a great Boom. little Easter egg. It would have made yeah. it. Yeah. They didn't have to do anything else beyond that. Just call her Pauline. Oh. Boom. Done. And uh, you know what? Have her be like someone who works at a uh, at a, a zoo to get that connection with yeah, uh, exactly. you know Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Listen, Nintendo, what was wrong with you back in '93? <laughs> Come on! Uh, but no, like this. Yeah. Like there is, there's so much in this movie that can actually really be great and help 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 it. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember just watching like that. You had the Mega Boots jump. Which was cool. You mm-hmm. had King Koopa kind of uh, at the end, Dennis Hopper turning into like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I like the. I like the. Yeah. Look, it was okay. It wasn't the worst. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't the, worst. the worst. There's there's been worse, but I I like the fact that they they kind of try and make it like human, um, make it like real world by saying like the, when the asteroid mm-hmm. hit, it split the wor- dimensions. It split dimensions. Um, I like that idea. Like right. they're like, okay, it's actually real, but like there's two worlds, and bringing the Mario mm. brothers over to the other world and bringing some of the um, the Koopas over into the real uh, our world in essence, and seeing that differential, it's it's just so great. Like it's like just thinking about this movie, and like I also think about the TV show that used to be on. I think it was Fox. The Super Mario Brother Hour or something the, like that. Yeah, the Super Mario Brother. There we super go. The show, Super yeah. Show. Like like all that, like when I was a kid, I'm like, oh my god, this is like the video games come to life. I love it, I love it, I love it. And like mm-hmm. I think kids are probably more forgiving for bad movies than adults. Like kids yeah, yeah. kids will <laughs> forgive nearly anything if it's like like I think I forgave this for all the horribleness on it. Like it's not horrible, but like the cheese factor. This movie is very cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think most of the 90 movies are. Like before 95, I think all of them are pretty much cheese. I think there's a huge cheese yeah, factor. There, were, there was, a, mm-hmm, there was a, a running thing at that point where they thought, well, a movie has to be a certain way. And they mm-hmm. do it today. I mean, we see it with the Marvel Universe and how they're achieving their goal. And then what did all the other studios do? They said, well, yeah. we've got to do that too. No, you don't. Do your own thing. Do it right. If you're going to do it, just you don't have to copy. But it's that's how it's yeah. always been. So yeah, there was that running cheese factor throughout a lot of these movies during that time for sure. Yeah, I I, I do wish they would give it a second chance, like another live action movie. I think mm-hmm. today's with today's technology and today's uh, abilities that we have, I think they can actually make it mm-hmm. a better movie. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Even if they make it the same, actually, like if they make it the exact same style as this one, well, like the same story in mm-hmm. essence, I think they can make it, take it to sure. the next level and actually make it what they thought it was going to be. Yeah. I've actually batted around this idea. I've talked about it on my podcast quite a few times since they, I kind of mentioned before, they were doing a new version or a new movie, but this is animated. It's from the people who are doing the Minions. Yeah, I think, it's Illumination. A, I just read it. Hold um, on. Universal through its Illumination division with Miyato. Yeah. I'm probably destroying his name. Being co-producer alongside uh, Illumination founder Chris Melodandri. Mm-hmm. I thought if you were going to do a live action, and again, this is where this movie has its faults 
You need to make the story about yeah. the brothers. You that's your that's your story. It has to be about them. All that other stuff is circumstantial after the fact. I mean, granted, you want to see him in the Mushroom Kingdom. You want to see him fight Bowser, save the princess, whatever. But it has to be about Mario and Luigi. It has to be about their brothers. So I thought if you did it today and you wanted to make it realistic, make Mario a plumber. He's a working plumber. He's working his butt off to try and make the best of a bad situation. He has having to take care of his brother. His brother is a neurotic uh, phobia yeah, fear, uh, hypo, yeah. hypochondriac, and he's in therapy. There you go, hypochondriac. So he's in therapy, trying to deal with his fears. You can connect the fears to something that happened to their parents, and then therefore that's why he's afraid because Mars had to raise him since he was a young child. The fears come from that, and he's trying to help his brother grow. But he's having to do all this stuff by himself because he's a working man. He's he's trying to do his best, and he can only do so much. You bring back the Pauline character. You do that. Like you said, yep. the zoo and the Donkey Kong. He's lost his girlfriend. He's lost everything. He's just he's down on his luck. And then somehow they get whisked away to the Mushroom Kingdom. And then that's where their growth so continues. I like it. Love the idea. <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's perfect. However, I think I would connect it to the... Um, the previous Mario movie. So it's 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 oh, as if okay. so the Mario and Luigi you have Bob Hoskins and John Leguamo was the parents in essence. They're not brothers. They're mm-hmm. s- they're cousins, if you will. They can be cousins. Okay. And they're like Mario Junior and Luigi Junior, if you will, or the first and the second. However, okay. I I never understand that the first and the third and the eighteenth line. <laughs> I don't understand that. Um, but yeah, so they're there. Luigi's been, uh, they lost their parents or their, their, the cousins and that they, they've gone disappeared because of the Koopas came back and took the parents. And that's, that's the Mm -hmm. trauma he has as a kid. He, he still believes that. And like they happened when they were really young and Mario was like, no, it's, it's, he doesn't believe it because he's the practical working man. Like you said, he's trying to build Mm -hmm. his, his father's plumbing empire, if you will, or try and at least keep it afloat. Um, but he's such a good-hearted so, guy that he, like, you know, he gives this old lady a big discount for doing, like, big works. You know, like, he's like, you, you see how he's a guy who likes to help. And he doesn't want to put people out. And you right. see it with his brother. He's kind of frustrated with his brother slash cousin. And he's he's trying to, like you said, Pauline, who works at the, at the zoo. Like, that's all great. But I, I, I would mm-hmm. want to see it kind of as a sequel, uh, a loose sequel to the original the Super Mario Brothers, because like, yeah. as crazy as it is, and as like, mm-hmm. n- not as um, good, quote unquote. But like, there's, there's like heart to this movie, like the original. There's heart to this movie. Sure. So I don't want it to be whitewashed, like just disappear from the annals of movie right. history, because it is a great, f- somewhat family film. Like if you watch it, like. Your kids sure. will enjoy it because it's it's funny. There's a lot of silliness in it, like when the Goombas are in the uh, elevator and the uh, I think it's Luigi starts moving them side to side and they just start rocking. Yeah. Like that's cute. It's 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 not adult cute, yeah. but it's like kids will find it humorous and they'll probably laugh at it. There's a lot sure. of those types of movies mm-hmm. uh, moments in that in this movie that just just like I can see kids well. I fell in love with that, those things. Like, I know this movie is I not great, but it's 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 fun and it it's nostalgic, 
and I don't want it like mm-hmm. if they do make a sequel, I don't want them a, a live action sequel. If they make a animated sequel, that's fine. There's been lots of animated Mario stuff, so I'm not worried about that. But if they make a kind of a live action sequel to it, I think it would be best if they kind of like pay a bit of homage to it. Like they're like it's there's a loose connection because at the end of the the mm-hmm. movie, Daisy comes back. And she looks like she's Ripley from, uh, is it, yeah, Ripley from Aliens. Like, sh- 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 comes in with mm, the gun. Yeah. We need you. And I'm like, dang, can't wait for the sequel. And it never <laughs> happened. But like, the sequel could be that it's like years later, the Mario Brothers went back to the uh, the Koopa Kingdom and they disappeared. And now you have their kids or something like that, who are dealing with mm-hmm. the the leftovers, and you have. Uh, Luigi, who's a hypochondriac and paranoid to no end about things happening because he he lost his dad or would be funny. Oh, what would be great is if Mario had Luigi and Luigi had a Mario. So John Leguat, John Leguatmano's character is the Luigi is the has the Mario son and Bob Hopkins son is Luigi. So you got that mix, you know, because Luigi's my God, his name. <sighs> What's his first name? Let me just see here. Yeah, John. So I'm going to call him John now. John. John had John in the movie. He was kind of like the like the one that was a little out there, and he wasn't the solid base that uh, Bob Hawk Bob was. So I would like switch the characters around, or not like switch them around, but mm-hmm. like their kids would be the exact opposite of them, and they and like so you get yeah, like yeah. the first first half of the movie you know or the first like first scene the step step one or like it's three processes whatever movies confusing um but like you you establish that they they're the exact opposite of their parents and they're trying to get everything together Mm -hmm. and then you can throw in uh you can actually invite peach into the mix now you can bring peach into it uh you can still keep pauline or paula pauline so paul yeah, Pauline in Pauline. it, but you bring in Peach, and she brings, and she's the one that brings them to the Koopa Kingdom, and the Koopa, Koopa Kingdom is mm-hmm. now, um, it's not like how it was in the in this movie where it's like all like industrial, or like New York mm-hmm. in the nineties, because <laughs> it's it's New York in the nineties. <laughs> let's let's be honest, folks. Uh, sure, it's scary as hell, uh, but like it's more it's more as mm-hmm. the modern day. Uh, not modern day. Um, the how it's known today, how Koopa Kingdom is, you know, like it's all ooh, look, it's fun, it's fun, it's all good. But then you get you get some moments of darkness, and then like bow, like baby Bowser is in charge now, you know. So, so well, like yeah. you you kind of see what it's going, and I would love to see it kind of at that stage and keeping the keeping mm. the um this the child nature of the film. And the child nature of the games. Right. So you can like bring in some like Mario Galaxy, Mario Party moments, you know, like you bring in all the Mario stuff. And yeah. you can even have Luigi do Luigi Mansion at one point where he's going through this creepy mansion. Oh, like, yeah. Bring in the other games. Like just bring in the universe of games. At the time, yeah. they only had like a few Mario Brothers games to work off of. So like they didn't have the universe that the Mario now has. So it would, mm-hmm. and you could even do War Luigi and War. Wario as like the evil opposites come that since Mario yeah. and Luigi went to Koopa Kingdom, the Wario's come over to the real world. 
so you can still play on that that uh-huh. type of thing. So it's something like I would like to see. Like obviously, I'm, I've delved way deeper than you did. Um, <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Now I think one of the the issues I had trying to come up with that idea is how do they get to the mushroom kingdom? And I, I guess playing off of your idea, the gate's already there, so you would just kind of, well, it, you get the gym and you go into the asteroid. Okay, cool. And it's it's fixed because I was, I guess in the idea of trying to keep it grounded yeah. in a manner of speaking, because obviously I don't want it to be too grounded once you get to the Mushroom Kingdom. That's yeah. fantasy. That's pure fantasy. But how do you get from point A to point B was always the struggle I had is like, how? Like, yeah. Why? And the only thing I could really come up with was a star came and they're like, ah, save our hero. And then he goes. Sounded no, good. Like, <laughs> but I'm not the screenwriter. No, no, you're the video game keeper. Um, That's right. No, like, yeah, like, since we have that fixed point that is the meteorite that's the separate, the doorway between worlds, we, we you could use that. Like, you could do it the same way that mm-hmm. P, uh, Daisy came through and got them. And brought them over. You can right. still do it that way, but this time with Peach, um, so that you have mm-hmm. that type of thing. Or you could literally they could have been they could be on a job and the, a house is built over, and Maru's looking at the pipe and he's like, "What's this?" He touches it. Lu- he starts getting electrocuted. Luigi goes and grabs him, and boom, they pu- get pulled in, and they're accidentally in the in the Koopa Kingdom. Like th- that's another like way it. of doing it. God, I love I love this movie so much. I really want to. I, <laughs> I mean, again, I, I, I'm, I'm one of those that will defend this movie. So I'm with you. I mean, it does have its flaws. But if you, if you distance yourself, if you kind of separate what you're angry about and just watch it for what it is, it is oh. entertaining. It is a fun little movie. You know, I think when you nitpick little things like, well, why didn't they do this? And why didn't they do that? You're going you're gonna to miss the picture of what, it actually is. Just stop, take a take a step back, and watch it for Pure. what it is, not for what you want it to be. And I think that's a big problem with a lot of people today when they criticize movies. They want it to be what they want, not what the vision was intended to be. Now, granted, this one had oh, yeah. flaws, and it probably was not what it should have been from the start because I've heard there was a darker, more personal story and then obviously it turned into what it did, but I would love to see what that movie would have been too. I would like to have seen what a dark version of this movie is, like the darker version. However, mm-hmm. I think Nintendo would probably Nintendo probably stop, step, stood stepped step, Nintendo stepped in and was like, "No, we're this is a family movie. We can't we can't make yeah. parents not want to let our their kids play our Super Mario Brothers." So the the, the I can understand sure. why they didn't go too dark in the movie. I wish they did. Like it mm-hmm. would have been really an interesting take to see a really dark and demented Koopa Kingdom and relationships yeah. and all that. Um, but I also like like you said, you have to. This movie is you. You can't criticize this movie anymore because it's it's over. It's it's over nearly twenty years old. No, it's over twenty years old. Is it? Mm. Yeah, it's uh, 25, uh, maybe? A little Let's more? Let's get the calculator out here. So 2019, what's happening here? 2019 minus 1993. Yeah, 26 years old. 
It's 26 years old. This is a movie that you can't criticize anymore because it's it's so old. Well, 23. 26 mm-hmm. years is an old per se, but it's it's past. I, I, I like to say like 10 years. After 10 years, the movie's been out. You can't really criticize it because it's it's during its time. I mean, by Hollywood standards, it's oh, time for it's, a remake. I've noticed that. Yeah, a it's, lot. it's after ten years. That's when the remake they start doing remakes or start talking about remaking. They 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 probe. They're like, hmm. we're thinking of remaking this. Just leak it to the press. See what happens. We'll check the social medias. If there's not hmm. any negativity, we'll start with it. If there's a minute, there's a backlash. We're gonna hold off. We're gonna wait another five years. That's how Hollywood does hmm. it. It's it's ten years. You generally, unless it's a superhero movie. Then they do it every five minutes. Um, I think they're already rebooting Spider Man. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like <laughs> I think because Nintendo is so protective of their franchises, that's why we haven't seen a actual remake of this movie. Like, yes, we've gotten the cartoons, which I think is safe because they're like mm-hmm. we can control this, and you can be as fantastic as you want, as you said before. Uh, with animation, you can go mm-hmm. as crazy as you want and you don't have to worry about budgets and all that because you can do literally anything. And I think that's why Nintendo is like, yeah, we'll, sure. we'll let you do animation because it's safer and it's already always directed towards kids. And so you get that, that kid-friendly vibe. Whereas with live action, it's mm-hmm. more towards parents instead. Yeah. Oh, I just read something interesting. Yeah, despite the negative criticism, a critical reaction, Super Mario Brothers was one of the four Disney films. It was, wow, it was a Disney film? Uh, Yeah, because it was under the Touchstone label. Uh, Films under consideration for best visual effects at the 66 Academy Awards. I do remember that, yeah. But the Nightmare Before Christmas won it, which, to be fair... Night- Nightmare was yeah. <laughs> for visual effects. It was leaps and bounds with what um, with what uh, Burton did with that movie. But anyways, um, with animation, mm-hmm. Nintendo can control it a bit more because they don't have to make it for parents. It's more for kids. And whereas a live action movie, sure. it's it's generally more towards parents or adults and not kids. Mm-hmm. So you you don't have to. Yeah. Y- you don't have to worry about pleasing the kids with silliness, if you will. It's 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 getting the adults. Right. I'm really hoping that with they said you said uh, in the credits for the Super Mario animated Shigeru Miyamoto, which is the creator of Mario, is co-producing. Uh, correct. Yes, the said. animated version. Give me a second here. Uh, no post-credit scene. Hold on. Spike Gerning repertoire is one of the worst films ever made. Wow. Gain a cult following, yes. And 27 <laughs> web comic series produced by mm-hmm. Purpa. Uh, yes, with uh, Miyamoto being co-produced alongside Illumination's founder. Yeah. So he's co-producing. I'm, ho- yeah. I'm hoping that with him being in charge, one of my issues that I have with a lot of animated films today, especially when they're geared toward children, is they have those jokes and those little bits of humor that are just... Look, I love a good <laughs> fart joke as the next person, but it's got to be yeah. a good fart joke. You know what I mean? I mean, don't just throw it in. Just, oh, we need a fart yeah. here. And then no, no. there it is. So I'm really hoping he'll kind of keep the classiness the, yeah. if you will of mario 
intact. He's not just gonna like they're like, well, hey, what if a what if a Goomba farts right here? Won't that be funny? And he's like, no, no. It is very serious Japanese. So I'm really hoping no, we do not do that. No. So I'm really hoping he'll he'll keep the classiness of of Mario intact because I think that's my biggest concern. No offense to Illumination, you know, I mean, Despicable Me was a good movie, Minions, you know, it's, yeah. But I've seen too many bad ones. Yeah. You know, I've just seen so many where they just, look at what we can do to make the kids laugh. And then the adults are left hanging. I mean, Toy Story 4, they well, did it Toy right. St- you know, you entertain the children and you talk to the, the Toy Story. All adults. the Toy Story movies were, were done perfectly. It was... Toy yeah. Story 1 was probably more garnered towards kids, but there were still adult moments in it for the adults to relive their childhood. And then the second one, the third one, mm-hmm. I think no matter what age you were, you you got hit with that. Like you could have been a 75-year-old yeah. grandparent, great-grandfather or great-grandmother or great-grandperson. Um, you got hit with it because you went through something similar to what they uh everybody did and you could be a kid just slowly growing up and you you felt what everybody was going through in that movie like that movie i think toy story 3 is probably an amazing movie like it's near perfection in the animated movies i think mm-hmm. i i didn't put it in my i think i put it in my top during the pixar episode it was one my top two i think i think i put toy story one as the top one can't remember it's a while ago but no mm-hmm. it's yeah, like like you said, you have to make this movie for both adults and kids. Obviously, you're going to garner towards kids, but you need to talk to the adults. You have to entertain the adults because yeah. I've been in some movies where it's it's garnered towards kids. Like, I'm a cinephile; I'll go see nearly any movie, and it's been towards kids. And I'm like, this 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 this. How are parents actually sitting? I like I chose to go see this movie. Parents really didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And how are they? How are they surviving exactly. watching this movie? Like even Frozen had little tidbits for adults in it. Mm. But there's been movies I've watched, and I'm like, this is like I think it's is it Minions? I think it's the Minion movie, the first one or something that it's like just pure for kids, and you're like, you're forcing adults to watch this, and they're 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 dying. Why are you doing this to us? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who who's taking the kids to the theater? Yeah. Adults. <laughs> I mean, they have to be there. <laughs> I forgot how much water you have to drink when you're doing a podcast. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I actually have um, a quote from Miyamoto Mi- Mi- regarding the movie. So I, wa- I want to read it. So Okay. Hofei, who I think was one of the directors or producers, never heard what Yamamuchi or Nintendo thought of the final product. They never phoned us up to complain, he says. They were very polite, Nintendo. Then Miyamoto, Mario's creator, stated, In the end, it was a very fun project, and they put a lot of effort into it, but also said, The one thing that I still have some regrets about is that the movie may have tried to get a little too close to what the Mario Brothers video games were. And in that sense, it became a movie that was about a video game rather than being an entertaining movie in and of itself. There you go. And that makes sense because if you look at all the references and all the things they tried to shoehorn in there that were just, do, do we need to do that? Do we need to do that? You know, And it was all just for the sake of saying, look, yeah. video games. 
And it just kind of gets to that point where you're like, ah, okay, well, I didn't need that, but okay. Yeah, I think sometimes when they're making uh, a movie based off our already existing property, such as Mario Brothers, a video game, uh, comic books, they 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 try and hmm. shoo in a nu- too much Easter eggs. And it's more about yeah. let's see how many Easter eggs we can do instead of being like, let's make a great movie and maybe add a, a, occasional Easter eggs here and there. Just like, like I think, I think w- like the Iron Man movie did it pretty well. They had those, yeah, yeah. like the Marvel movies, they, what, one, what's great about the Marvel movies is like Marvel's in charge. So Marvel has that creative control mm-hmm. over the, the Easter eggs and the story and they know, and they know their characters so well. So they're like, okay, we don't need to sh- shove in 97% Easter eggs in this movie. Like it could be like a throwaway yeah. image, just like a, a poster on the background, you know, like I think it was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where they had, um, in the scene with, uh, forgetting his name, Snakes Plisson. Yeah, oh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell's Russell. walking and there's a poster on the back that's supposed to be a throw, uh, uh, like a, it's an Easter egg. It's Nathan Fillion's face. He's mm-hmm. playing a character that's a superhero, yeah. but also an mm-hmm. actor. And that's It's just there. It's like not drawing attention. Yep. It's in the background. It's not important. Those are the Easter eggs that are the best. In, instead of having yeah, like, absolutely. oh, look, this is Daisy. Daisy's Luigi's girlfriend. You all know that, right? Right? Like that, like things like that. Like right? that's not needed. <laughs> that's that's like, like yeah, if, no. if it adds to the story, of course, put it in because it's part of the story. But like it would have been really weird if during that scene where um, Russell's walking down the street, he's like, oh, oh, I know that guy. He's a super famous guy from my home planet. And it'd been like, why are you drawing attention to this specific thing? Like, yeah. It has no is he in the movie? No, it's just a poster. Let's just leave him as a poster. And oh. that's kind of how I felt about Yoshi in Super Mario Brothers. It was a character that just didn't really have a purpose. It was just there, just to say, "Look, yeah, we it, got it, Yoshi, and look, it looks like a dinosaur." And we're like, "Yeah, okay, what is it going to do?" He has like maybe <laughs> I think he has like there. one action sequence where he sticks out his tongue. That's that's yeah, it, and that's it. Just to save the princess, and again, that could have been written in yeah, any Lu- other way. <laughs> Luigi could have done it. Mario could have done it. One of the uh, Goombas that they changed could have done it. Like the, the bring, like yes, people probably wanted Yoshi because he was the brand, the newest character brought in at the time. But it it wasn't necessary mm-hmm. for the film. Like like Miyogo said, or Miyamoto said, they made it too much of a video game and not a movie. Like they were just trying to. Like right. you said, shoehorn as much as they could in it so that they could be like, look, you like video games. Here's all the video game stuff you want, but in a live action. Like if they took out Yoshi, yeah. I don't think anybody would have been <laughs> upset. Um, mm. It would have been a great, like putting in Pauline, never seen Pauline, but talking about Pauline, that would have been fine. That would have been a great Easter egg. People would have loved that. No one, no one would have been mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we really wanted to see Pauline." And people would be like, "Oh, Pauline, that's from Donkey Kong. Oh my God, that's amazing!" And like adults would love it because they they would have more knowledge on it because they grew up with the that Donkey Kong game. Kids would be like, "Okay, mm-hmm. whatever," and then later on in life they would realize, "Holy shit, Pauline!" Um, but like doing small Easter eggs, I think, are better than doing the the giant Easter eggs or trying to please people with these big things and i think that's like marvel's done it really well 
we know it has. DC, mm. unfortunately, kind of really hasn't done those Easter eggs. They've, no. they've tr- like, I think if they did like like Marvel did was one film each, and then brought them into the yeah. Justice League, that would have been great. Um, yeah, they they rushed their product. That was my their my fault. biggest. The thing that I hated the most um, was in the Batman versus Superman. Was the in the trailers they showed Dark Side? Didn't like that. I mm-hmm. didn't want to see Dark Side. Like this is the, the title of your film yeah. is Batman versus Superman. I just want to see Batman versus Superman. Yes, obviously in the third act there's going to be a twist. There has to be, um, mm. which is the, the Dark Side twist, which is okay, cool. Also showing showing Wonder Woman in full gar, like showing yeah. her getting out of the car. Okay, because we know she's in the movie. But showing her as the superhero, I think that was that was not the smartest thing to do. I felt like they didn't have enough faith in their product, so they were just like, "We got to show them everything, yeah. so they'll come." You're 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 promising Batman versus Superman. What, what everybody's going to be there? You you're, like you have the two yeah the, the that, Godfathers, if you will, of superheroes on screen together, mm-hmm. never done before. There is nothing more you need. Yeah. Like you could just literally have nope. them the the trailer this is the trailer they needed. Open on Gotham City, you see Batman running or like the fight scene where he goes into the uh thing and you see the cop point up and it's Batman and he like twists away. You have that. Then Superman, you know, he's landing yeah. and it's a whole bunch of people thinking he's a god like that. that okay, those are the, your mm-hmm. two distinct characters. You've separated who's who. And then you flip it and then you just do them like a scene of them punching each other or fighting something. And then it goes, July 2014, Batman versus Superman. Boom. Right there. Boom. You're sold. Everybody's going because everybody's like, yeah. oh my God, that's Batman. And there's Superman and they're fighting. That's all you need. And you can, if you want, you can throw in a picture of Lex Luthor. It's fine. It's not needed. Like you can do that scene where mm-hmm. Lex Luthor, Bat, uh, Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent meet. That that's good because like that gives you more. Yeah. You can feel the electricity in the world in the in the moment. Like that's all you needed. Like, but them throwing everything else in. This is why I'm very worried about Homecoming, uh, not Homecoming, uh, Far Away, Spider Man, the next Spider Man, because the trailers oh, are just yeah, yeah. coming, and I'm like, you're showing too much. Like, I don't want more stuff. Like, n- no. Yeah. I've had to shut myself off because like, I don't, I, I don't want to know. I, I've too. I've not seen any of the things, and like things pop up, and like I'm subscribed to so many uh, movie stuff. I'm like, no, I don't. Oh, the new trailer? Nope. Fuck that. Like I want to yep. get a. I, I want to get a <laughs> downloaded for Chrome just to block out all Spider-Man Far From Home stuff. Mm-hmm. Simply because I'm. Yeah, it gets. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it gets pretty daunting once the movie's getting close to being released. Uh, I know that once they start dropping more than one trailer, they start dropping clips. And then, of course, reviews started coming out, and they're saying, no spoilers, but there are some news sites out there that will put a spoiler in the headline, but then they'll say, oh, no spoilers. And it's like, but you just told me exactly right here with a picture, you idiot. Like I can, I can see stuff. I can read too. I'm putting yeah, it's it together. Like, we're not gonna, 
we're not going to definitely write out what the spoiler is, but we're going to tell you everything about it and you'll automatically assume what it is and spoil it for yourself because you can't blame us. Yeah, I also hate exactly. the one. Sorry, I have yeah. knowledge. Oh, you have knowledge. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> like I hate the the mm. trail uh, the the articles that say blank dies in the next episode, and you're like, no, stop yeah. that. Don't yeah. tell me. Tell me like how awesome the episode is in the title. Don't tell me blank. Don't click here if you don't want to know who dies. Well, obviously I want to know who dies because I want to know if it's my yeah. favorite character. <laughs> but I haven't seen the episode yet, and I don't want to be. I I want to. I, I hate you. That that's that's the worst <laughs> when they they try and shoehorn either movies try and shoehorn too many uh, Easter eggs or articles and reviews and or trailers ruin the movie mm. for you. It's the worst. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I think comicbook.com is one of the worst offenders I've actually seen, and this is absolutely true. I don't, I can't remember what show I was watching. Could have been Game of Thrones. Could have been. Agents of Shield, something that they cover on their or on their website, but literally after something happened in the episode, like a big twist, they posted about it immediately. It was like, "Wow, spoiler does this," and it was like, "God, that just happened like two seconds ago." What do you guys got this stuff yes. queued up or something? <laughs> they couldn't wait until the end of the episode to say it. It was like, "No, this just happened no, right I, now." And it was just oh, it's 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 the worst. Like. For me, this is how I look at it for spoiler related to spoiler stuff. A little off topic, but still, it, we're going to connect it somehow. That's what we do here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll come back around. For a movie, <laughs> you get two weekends. You get opening weekend, and then you get the following weekend. After that, spoiler, spoiler galore, because you've had set 14 days to watch this movie. I have no problem with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. If I haven't seen it within the first 14 days and you spoil a major twist... I'll be a little disappointed, obviously, but at the same time, I'm not going to be like, mm. oh my God, I can't believe you did that. I never saw the movie. Like some people are getting upset about how Titanic sinks. Spoiler alert, Titanic hits an iceberg and sinks and Jack doesn't live. <laughs> Been like 20. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty old <laughs> Still, spoiler. I'm pretty I sure checked. someone's going to get upset <laughs> with that. But, uh, I haven't seen Titanic yet. I've been waiting for the perfect moment. Thank you very much. Um, but like you have two weeks. Two weeks, you're good. Uh, there's you have the cheapy Tuesdays or wacky Wednesdays or whatever they're called these days, but you also have the weekends. Like you mm -hmm. have time to go see the movie within two weeks. If you don't, then the movie's not that important to you. That's how I look at it. For sure. TV shows, I give you a week. I'll, I'll go max max a week That's until fair. the next episode, because like you need to be mm -hmm. caught up to see the next episode. Now, if you decided that you're going to be like, no, I I like to binge watch it. Like some people are like, I like to binge watch Westworld. I don't like waiting a week to week week with Westworld. I binge watch it. I know I'm taking a risk by doing that because I know yeah. people will be talking about it. I have two options. One, mm -hmm. don't read anything about them. Don't talk to anything about it. Yeah. And I'll be fine. And the minute someone talks, you go, excuse me, I have to leave. I haven't seen the episode yet. I'm walking away. Also, for me, Westworld, sure. it's not this huge thing that I've developed like a passion for. So if it gets spoiled, it gets spoiled. Like a buddy mm -hmm. of mine accidentally spoiled some stuff for me. I'm, I'm like, whatever. It's not the end of the world. It's not. I'm not. I'm not going to cry over it. Sure. If you spoiled Game of Thrones for me, though, I'm getting my dragon, and we're going to have problems. I'm going to get Yoshi. 
I'm gonna get Yoshi. There I go. Turn, bringing yeah. it back around. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get Yoshi, and he's gonna suck your face off. Um, wow, <laughs> that's not how I meant it to be. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing this is uh, not a PG-13 movie. Um, but like yeah. that for me, that's how spoilers should work. You like, like yes, I understand mm. that movie websites they need to get that so they get the clicks so that they can get their money from the advertisers so they have to put these Mm. crazy things so people will click which i really hate because i want to (laughs) click yeah like i was watching designated survivor a show that i just recently picked up uh i was going Mm -hmm. i went to ireland uh last month and because it's a six-hour flight I need something to watch. So I'm like, you know what? It's on Netflix. Sure. Downloaded them onto my phone, watched it while I was flying. I got really into it. And I'm like, oh, the new season drops as I get back home, right? So I'm like, awesome. So I start. I got home, downloaded all the episodes while I was in Ireland. So it already had dropped before I left. So I downloaded while in Ireland. I came back and it hadn't dropped yet. So I was like, nice. I'm ahead of the game. Um, and watched it. And then like I'd been watching it. And then I go on one website and it's like, X uh, like spoiler leaves the show and I'm like oh click and I'm about to read it and I'm like wait no I don't want to know who leaves because I want to I, I want I want to know <laughs> like I, I want to see this whole show I want to be surprised of who dies and who leaves or whatever yeah. it is so it's like damn it why are you doing this to us why are you doing these clickbait sure. titles that screw fans of these shows out of the surprise the mystery mm-hmm and that's, I think that's where it really comes down to, because I've heard people argue and complain, like, are spoilers really that important? It is, because there's a genuine surprise you get when you don't know something you're excited for or something narratively is not coming, and you're just like, oh my God, and it's such a great feeling. I remember when I saw Thanos at the end of Avengers, I had no, no clue that was coming. And when I saw it, I was like... <gasps> Oh my god! And I knew Thanos from the comics, and it was just obviously my head was like Infinity Gauntlet. It's happening! Ah, I just went into full, yeah, you know, shock. I was just like, Oh my god! I can't believe it. That was a great feeling because I wasn't expecting it. And then when you have those little things taken away from you, if I'd have known he was there, it was just like, cool. Then that yeah. excitement's gone. I knew it. You it, know, I got so my first the first real big moment of a spoiler that I can remember was actually from Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. I'm a huge, I love the Fast and Furious movies. They're, they're silly and stupid. I know, but they're fun. (laughs) It, it, they're, that's all that matters. It's a fun movie that like you, you literally walk into this movie, you go, okay, brain, I don't need you for the next hour and a half to two hours. Because none of it makes sense. Like the first one kind of makes sense. You know, the first one, the second one mm-hmm. starts deviating from making sense. But it's still like, okay, I can see this kind of happening. Like if you are if you can believe James Bond True. has an ejector button in his car, why can't you believe actually Nos can shoot a guy out of a car? Like there's like, okay, there, there's a bit of – it's, it's a little <laughs> confu- confusing, but like I think so. Driving backwards after driving forward, though, that's I know cannot happen. You'll you'll destroy your car. Like I have a little car knowledge. You'll fuck your car. <laughs> um, but like I was like okay, and then Tokyo Drift. This is a spoiler for anybody who has not seen Tokyo Drift. I don't want any tweets. I don't want any mentions. 
Um, at the end, mm-hmm. because Tokyo Drift has none, none of the original cast in it, at the end of it, you get Vin Diesel showing up in like a post, like a post credit oh, okay. scene or something. So like I hadn't had a chance to see mm-hmm. uh, Tokyo Drift, and Tokyo Drift, it's the worst movie, but it also it's my favorite movie in the series, <laughs> just because of how okay. absurd it is. Like there's a scene where they're going, uh, they're they're drifting literally around uh, a circle exit in a parking garage. Like, okay, like they may be able to do that, but at the same time, you're like, no, <laughs> like they're coming like within millimeters of the 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 concrete, and it's like, okay, no, I'm sorry, no, <laughs> no, I can believe a lot. <laughs> But no, but because of that zaniness, that silliness of this movie, it's one of my favorites. And at the end, Vin Diesel shows up and you're like, oh my God, Vin Diesel. Oh, it's great. Someone accidentally spoiled it for me before I had a chance to go to it. So it's like, oh man, like they didn't, they didn't spoil anything else (laughs) in the movie. They just spoiled the like end credit scene. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that sucks. But like the rest of the movie, there was moments that like, I was like, oh my God, I didn't, oh my God, oh my God, like certain points in it and then when the the rest of the movies come out you're like but how does this one how do they connect and then like later yeah. on in a, another movie uh i think it's five or six they they show where the tokyo drift takes place in the universe of fast and the furious so it's like oh, oh so that okay. okay that makes sense now because it, it literally does not make sense if you're like watching it and you're like Okay, yeah, but where does Tokyo Drift show up? Like, how is this? How is he? <laughs> what, what's going on? I'm confused. And then they explain, and you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, like, gotcha. spoilers. <laughs> They're yeah. the worst. And I mean, I really can't say that there's any spoilers trying to come back around to Super Mario Brothers because yep. we said we were going to. Uh, I don't. Would there have been anything spoilerific in that movie? I'm trying At to the time outside of maybe the end, but even that's kind of prerequisite yeah, I, at the time. Where it's like, yeah, you got to set up yeah, a the nineties. Every movie had a sequel guaranteed mm-hmm. uh, before the movie even was made. Um, I think maybe, maybe mm-hmm. some, maybe Yoshi being shown up. I think that's maybe the most yeah. spoilerish thing. Cause no one would have, sp- expected yoshi to be in the movie maybe at the time True. but i don't think like early 90s movies even mid 90s movies i don't think there was anything spoilerific in the movie because they never had not all movies had that like oh my god moment in the movie like i didn't expect this to happen in the movie mm-hmm. i think there were yeah. rare few that would come out that were like, oh, you've got to go see this movie. Don't read anything about it. Of course, obviously, no internet. At it was the a time, little easier so to be spoiler free. Um, and so, I, and I, I don't think even in newspaper reviews they did any spoilerific. Like they, the journalists who did it, they're like, this is this is my rating of the movie. There's some good key parts. That's it. They didn't really discuss the movie. They just decided like the actor did as this was horrible. Like, hold on, where's Siskel? I had a Siskel and Ebert. Um, Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune and Robert Ebert of the Chicago Times gave the film two thumbs down on the television program, Siskel and Ebert at the movies, citing tonality inconsistencies and lack of narrative. And the film was on their list for one yeah. of the worst films of 93. <laughs> Ooh. 
Ooh, I Stephen Hunter that. of the Baltimore Sun thought Yoshi had more personality than all the human actors put together. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think that's a bit too critical. I mean, I can... Dennis Hopper, oh. come on. He was cheesing out. He Dude, was I hamming think it th- up. That was a period of Dennis Hopper being the best. Like, you had Waterworld coming out around that time, I think. You had this mm-hmm. movie. Like, Dennis Hopper was just like, you know what? In Speed, he was just like, I'm going to cheese the fuck out of everything and just he went for it yeah it why not? Great. i loved it oh yeah so yeah I, I i can't agree with that but you know whatever that's his critical assessment to each their own, to each their own. yeah oh. mm-hmm. but yeah no this this movie i think it does pay an homage to the video games not the homage mm-hmm. most people would think but oh, yeah, for sure. like you watch this movie and for me, like just thinking about it, I'm like, I want to, I want to get my Mario brother out. I want to play it because it's, it brings me back to my childhood. It brings me back that nostalgic feeling of, <clears throat> of playing, playing video games. Cause like everybody, like mm-hmm. our generation, I'm pretty sure we're about the same age. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 39. 34, so, uh, I'm going to be 34. So, yeah, we're in that same generational gap where we grew up with Mario. Like, this was our first thing, and then you got, yeah. like, Sonic, which I'm not even going to touch the Sonic. That's <laughs> Yeah, I was never attached to Sonic, you know? I mean, I played them, but I just I never found that attachment. My love was for Mario. Yeah, Nintendo. I was a Nintendo kid. Like, I remember my grandfather got us our first Nintendo. He actually got nearly all our Nintendos before he passed away. He bought every, whenever there was a new gener- uh, console coming out, he bought it for us for Christmas. So, like, I have that memories with Mario and, like, Mario Brothers, all of them. Like, all the Mario Brothers, like, like I think... I think my favorite Mario Brothers is the first Mario Brothers game with the duck hunt on it because, like, it's so mm. much fun. Like, it's a simple game. It's yeah. not the hardest thing, but, like, it's just – it just brings you back to your childhood, like, sitting in your PJs at, like, nine o- 8 o'clock in the morning playing video games on your TV mm. and your mom's yelling at you to get away. Don't sit too close to the TV because you'll be blind, but you can't sit at the couch because the cord isn't long enough, so you have to sit like midway, and you're like you're right. you're sitting on cushions, playing video games, like that. That mm. oh, that's what this this game does to yeah. me. Like it's so so much fun. This movie actually brings me back to mm-hmm. my childhood. Like I like people can't see, but I've I've been having a giant smile on my face the whole time we've been talking about this movie because it's as as cheesy as it is it just brings you back to your childhood and that's that's what i think is so great about this movie even though it's mm-hmm. not the best movie i wouldn't say it's the worst movie as siskel and ebert decides to say no no and i don't think yoshi has more personality than most of the human actors some of them yes but yeah. they all i think go ahead i mean no, I was just going to say I, I can definitely agree with what you're saying. It's When they say it's the worst movie ever, I've shut movies off, okay? Yeah. That's how bad they are. This is a movie I can sit through and have sat through time and time again. So, yeah, absolutely. No, it's no, not the it's, worst movie. There, there are far worse movies out there, um, even for 93 standards, um, that probably – I probably watch because it's a 90s movie, and I think the 90s were pro- – 
late eighties, early nineties were probably cinematic gold for cheesiness. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it, I would not shut this movie off. I probably like play it for my nephew when he's old enough because just sure. just because it's so like it's silly at this point right now. Uh, just watching it, comparing mm-hmm. it, comparing the times, but there's so much fun in it, and yes, there was a lot. A lot of like probably problems on set during it, and a lot. Some mm-hmm. of the actors, like Bob Hoskins, said this was the worst movie he's ever made. Like in a quote, he did an interview with the Guardian. Hoskins was asked, "What was the worst job you've ever you've done? What's your what, what is your biggest disappointment? And if you could edit your past, what would you change?" And his answer to all three was Super Mario Brothers. That's a little harsh. I'm just saying. Yeah, you've done some. He did an admirable he, yeah. job. I mean, he wasn't bad in the movie. No, he wasn't. It was. It's. Uh, it, it's. 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 It was like it's the first of its kind. So like there was no blueprint for it. Like there was already mm-hmm. a, a superhero blueprint kind of made with Tim Burton and Christopher Reeve uh, doing the Superman. Like you have, you have a blueprint mm-hmm. for what a comic book movie was. No one's done. They've had a, a uh, an action movie blueprint that's been rewritten about a thousand times, but no one's ever done a video game. Mm-hmm. And like, they were pretty much writing the blueprint as it was going, and I think they did a great job. Was it right. the best job in the yeah. world? No. Ha- but there mm-hmm. hasn't been a, another super uh, video game movie that's come out that I think has the same cult following that this one does. No, absolutely not. I think a lot of them, when they, I mean, if you look at a lot of the video game movies that are out there, and we we actually spoke about this a few episodes back on our podcast about what's wrong with video game movies. Like, why can't they they get it right? I did talk about Super Mario Brothers and that I did enjoy it for what it is, uh, despite its flaws. But I feel like Detective Pikachu did something right and leaning into what it is. It didn't try to fundamentally change what it's about, but it also didn't force the concepts into the movie. It was kind of what we were going back to Easter eggs. It was like, there's a, there's a little sprinkling of an Easter egg here, a little one there, but we're not going to force it on you. We're not going to shove it down your throat to the point where you're like, Oh God, please stop. You know, it was just, we understand this universe we're building a story around this universe and telling a good story. I feel like Mario Brothers didn't have that blueprint. As you were saying, they were the first. They they didn't quite know how to nail that down yet. I feel like Detective Pikachu is giving video game movies a proper blueprint on how to do it. Because I think the last one I had hope for was Assassin's Creed. Because I thought, oh, how could you screw that up? <laughs> and boy, oh they boy, pretty much- did they. Because... The, the problem there is you take a look at the game. What do you enjoy most about the game? What are you doing most of the game? Yeah. You're in the past. You're playing that story. And then what do they do? Nah, the past isn't important. Let's stick to the present. No, no, go back to the past. That's where That was the best part of the movie. But yet they, they stayed in the present day with the Animus, and it was just, oh, God. I yeah, the Assassin's Creed <laughs> movie, um, I kind of had high hopes. You had a great actor. Um, what's his name again? Michael Fassbender, yeah, oh, Michael, uh, Fassbender, Michael Fassbender, who mm-hmm. was who's great actor, 
in this role with a great movie and i'm like okay you have it or a great video game you have this opportunity to take it to the next level like yes like have Mm. cuts of him in the present time like i think they really just took the story of the first assassin's creed and they just tried to replicate it a hundred percent into a movie which i'm Mm -hmm. like no you you got to pick and choose which parts of that video game because there's parts in that video game which are boring which is being in the present I'm like, I, I don't want to mm-hmm. study and figure out how these guys are bad guys. No, throw me back in the past. I want to I wanna bird jump off and like stab someone with my blade. Like that's, that's what I want. And then they even did, sometimes they did some bad with that. And I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? Like how could you mess that up? Yeah. So it was a little that, but you've, you had Tomb Raider, which I have to give credit to mm-hmm. the first, the Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Because they didn't go, they're like, this is not a video game movie. This is an action movie. They decided to, and it, which yeah. it worked, because at least the yeah, Tomb Raider yeah. movies, uh, video games were action games. So like they're like, you have the characters. Mm-hmm. Here's some. Here's they did have some uh, Easter eggs, but they're pretty much were like, no. The only thing that's similar is her name, her upbringing. That's it. That's all. Boom. Then with the remake, mm-hmm. it, I felt it was too heavy. On the video game aspect, they lean too much into yeah. that, which kind of hurt it. Um, mm-hmm. What other video game movies have there been? There's been the Super Mario Brothers. There's been the Tomb Raiders, Assassin's Creed. Well, we can go all into the library. No, Uwe we're not. Bowl we're not touching. No, no, not, <laughs> not that door garbage. will stay forever closed. Because um, okay. You have the Resident Evil game movies. And see, those were hard ones that I, I mean, what they do? Six or seven movies. And I, I had a hard time swallowing that pill because I liked how they, from the, from the games, you know, obviously it was about the mansion and the, the mysteries inside. And then when they did this other one, or when they did the first movie, it was all action-heavy oriented, and they focused on a character yeah. I didn't know. And you have all these characters from the games that you could use, and you chose to create a brand new character. And that, to me, was just a big middle finger. It was like, nah, they're not important. They're going to be secondary to this person. And it just felt wrong to me. And then, of course, the tonal shift of it all was wrong because it, I felt like it needed to be horror. Act. It was more horror slash and then it got cheesy. action. Yeah, and then I just couldn't I couldn't swallow that pill. I watched the first two and See, I was done. I I never really got into the Resident Evil games. So the mm-hmm. like my connection to the game wasn't that that huge. Like it wasn't a strong connection. So when I watched the first movie, I was like I'm I'm not watching it as a video game movie. Like probably you were watching it more as a video game movie. I was watching it more as a just a movie that's based on a video game. So I'm like, okay, if I didn't know the lore when it came to Resident Evil so like the first one I kind of really enjoyed Mm -hmm. because it was it was an interesting take like I knew a bit about the history but I can understand someone who is a a fan of the video game watching this and they're going but why isn't Claire more important why isn't this person where where, why are you doing it on this person that like no one gives a frack about it like it's no one's it's not important but then all of a sudden you're like, it's the most important person, you know, or you created this new individual that mm-hmm. isn't in the games, at least put it in the game. So like we have a connection to it. So I can understand that, but I, I, yeah. I kind of enjoyed the first one. Like it was a fun movie. 
it was interesting because you still got mm. you're like what what's going on and so you you're getting these shifts and you're not sure what's happening in the movie you're like she has amnesia but she's actually the bad guy so it's like i yeah. like that kind of like twist at the end when they kind of expose that she's actually a bad guy but she's a good guy as well because she was helping mm-hmm. trying to d- destroy the umbrella co- corporation spoiler alert spoiler alert mm. um yeah, like, and then you have Mortal Kombat. Which is one of my uh, favorites because I feel they, again, stuck to the source material. They didn't try to deviate, and there wasn't a whole lot to do. You know, they didn't try They didn't do what they did wrong with the second one, which was cram everything into it that they possibly could. They just stuck with the basics. Here's your six fighters. Here's the plot. That's all you need. Boom, go. Oh yeah, and it it worked. I we're yeah. actually uh, me and Garrett. That's what we're discussing uh, later today on the uh, the show. We're going to be discussing the greatness mm-hmm. that is Mortal Kombat, and I have to say, it it's agree. probably another one that like I'm not deep into the lore of Mortal Kombat. I enjoy the games. I Sub Zero is my favorite character of all time, just because I I don't know why mm. I just like him. Never really had a reason to like him. He is. He's pretty he freezes awesome. people. I'm like, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm Canadian, so I'm used to being frozen. That's why I like you. Um, but like, this movie was like, okay, here are the like. We know these are the big characters. These are the big good guy characters. Somehow we have to get them to meet in one section. So like, that's a little shoehorniness a bit because it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you take a fighting game and make it into a movie? Uh, there's a giant tournament. Yeah. Okay. That's, that, mm-hmm. but like come on man like there there's guys who shoot ice out of their hands there's a guy who has a creature that snaps and brings them closer like we have to do a little more work but they did it they did it as well as they could yeah. and it was great i loved it it was mm-hmm. like it's still one of those movies that i'll pop on and just sit there and be like this is amazing and be a child with a sm- yeah yeah it's, it's a, a super mario brothers like yes i know there's cheese factor in it i know there's plot holes that you can drive a hummer through but it's still mm-hmm. a fun movie when you watch it you you just get brought back and you can leave your brain aside and be like i enjoy this movie because it's simply fun and which is mario brothers mario brothers is that it's exactly like the game the games are exactly. fun you turn off your brain and you just have fun or you have to turn on your brain for puzzles which i'm glad their puzzles aren't that difficult or you're or you got like <laughs> mario kart you have mario party you have mario dr mario you have all these fun games that mario's a part of and all of it is just, you're just turning off your brain and you're enjoying it. Which, which for me, this is what the Mario Brothers movie did. You turn off your brain, you enjoy it. You enjoy the cheese that just, it's like nacho cheese, just like oozing everywhere on it. And you just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And, I th- and I think that's the right. problem that most people yeah. have with movies. They forget that it's for fun. You're going to the movies to be entertained. You're not going to, like, you're not going to see like a Schindler's List. This isn't a Schindler's List movie where you're kind of, you're not going, Schindler's List, you're not going to be entertained in it. You're going to be moved. You're going to be educated. You're going Mm -hmm. to be like emotionally changed after it. Those are the types of movies there are. You have movies Mm -hmm. that you just have fun with and you have movies that you go to be, that that change you as a person. And I think, Absolutely. And I think more people, that. some people are just thinking there's only one type of movie. Like I, I never, if you like a movie that I don't, 
I'm never going to call you out on it. I'm like, that movie for you resonates with you. It doesn't resonate with me. I don't like it, but I'll allow you to have your love for this movie. Like, what is it? I think it's, it's Masters of... No, people hate Howard the Duck. I love Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck yeah. movie is a fantastic yeah. movie. It's horrible. I know it's horrible. Mm-hmm. But it's <laughs> so bad, it's great. And like I've had discussions with mm-hmm. people and they're they're telling me I'm fu- I'm an idiot cuz I like this movie and I'm like but but it's fun. Like that's what a movie is. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like do we not remember half of Arnold's repertoire of movies? <laughs> like come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's him shooting a machine gun, <laughs> hitting everybody, but no one can hit him. Like come on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. nowadays it's it's either you like what I like or you do- or you're a bad person. Which sucks. Yeah. I mean, I'll even double down on that to where I actually, I used to be a fan, and I'll try to keep this as uh, civil as I possibly can. I used to be a fan of Bill Maher until he attacked people who liked comic books and comic book movies because I never had a problem with his opinions, even if we kind of differed from time to time. But then he came after comic book people because of the Stan Lee debacle and his comments after that. And it, his comments made me feel defensive because it was like, I'm childish because I like comic book movies or comic books in general. And I'm like, all I could sit there and think was, am I not allowed to have escapism to, to just get away from real world for a moment? Because I don't, I, not all the time do I want reality in my films. I want fantasy because the real world can be strange and complicated and and fearful sometimes and sometimes i just want to get away from it and i'm not going to make you know i don't want myself to feel bad because i just want to escape for two hours so once i realized that was his stance i was like i just i can't do this anymore because you're going to make me feel bad for wanting to get away i'm going to come back to reality you have no choice i'm not going to stay there yeah but i'm going to enjoy all these movies because that's what I like. To hell with you if you don't like it. And yeah, to make someone feel bad for enjoying that. That's their choice. You know, if they, they like bad movies, so be it. I don't have to like it. I love bad movies too. I've got a slew. You know, I mean, I know that people love Friday the 13th movies just as much as I do. But you know what? I know they're bad, but I love them. I'll watch them beginning to end. All their flaws and everything, it, and I love them. Fully agree with you. Bill Maher, I had a mm-hmm. discussion with someone. It was a relatively civil discussion on Facebook, which is rare. But we're, we were Canadians, so it, <laughs> the politeness overrode everything. Um, sure. But we had a discussion. I called Bill Maher a hypocrite. Because prior mm-hmm. to a while ago, he used to be going against the grain. He was pushing hard yeah. for stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Some of his stuff, like you said, I agree with, I disagree with, which is fine. That's that's what someone, a political satirist or whatever he was at the time, was going for. Like some of his comedy I wasn't liking, some of his things I did like. And then when he came off against comic book movies, specifically about Stan Lee, I'm like, whoa. Like this, this is like, you. not that Stan Lee is untouchable, like he had his flaws, he's human, but this is a person that brought brought help like kind of help people understand differences because all his characters were different that Mm -hmm. he created you have the x-men spider-man like yes there were other people who helped 
developed it, but he brought showing that even if you're different, it's okay. So like you yeah. have people have a connection to Stanley and the comic books simply because it allowed them to be okay with who they were. They were special, like the LT L LG there we go. OBG. That, yeah. <laughs> BT. The, 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 the ABC letters. Cute. I'm sorry. I'm not being offensive. It's, I, <laughs> I really have a hard time saying acronyms. Um, I, I, I think I tried your, to say your uh, podcast name at least a dozen times before we even got on the mic and I still messed it up. Um, it's okay. Uh, but like he, he, he showed through his comics, like it's okay that if you're not the norm, if you're not the normal, so like mm-hmm. attacking Stanley just because people like Stanley or just because they like comic book movies, but it it it, it it's a deeper resonance with some people. It it connects yeah, them on a absolutely. deeper level because it allows them to be the show that it's okay. Like I can be accepted. I ha- there is a group of people out there that's like me, and so and then mm-hmm. he did a few other things like Bill Maher. I I can't touch. He's a hypocrite. I. I find that he's just saying stuff now just to be, ooh, look at me, I'm edgy. But he's he's lost his yeah. his what made him so great in the before, like in the early days of his uh, political yeah. stuff. But anyways, that's enough mm-hmm. politics for the Phil yeah. Better show. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, <laughs> we're coming up. Wow, my first podcast over an, over an hour. Yes, I'm back in the game, people. Um, yes. I'm going to give you the chance, Stephen, uh, to promote your podcast, your release dates, anything else you want, where we can find you, where we can follow you so that we can get more of this goodness that is the Super Mega Turbo Crash Brothers. Super oh, Mega Crash dead. Bros Turbo. <laughs> Dang it. So close. Yes. Where can we find your uh, awesome That's podcast? Okay. Uh, well, Super Big Crash Brothers Turbo is on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. That's what you want to search on your preferred platform. We're on all platforms. Uh, Podbean, Podbean is our primary, but we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, we're just not on Pandora because apparently they have high standards and we don't meet them. <laughs> don't worry. So I'm going to be a we little don't bitter meet about most that. standards either. Uh, you can also <laughs> find us. <laughs> You can also find us on YouTube. Uh, that's on my youtube.com slash pencil paper productions. And if you happen to be on that side of the fence, uh, maybe look at uh, some of the other stuff that I do. I also do TV shows, uh, web shows like Porter and Ale, Savor the Flavor. I did a sitcom called Man Cave, two seasons of that, that I'm still trying to work on a third season. But that's, it's a, it's a mind numbing <laughs> sometimes, you know, when you're the man oh, who has me, to do everything. I know that, I know that feeling. Uh now, through the month of July, we are not going to be Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo is not going to be on for the month of July. We're taking a break, as we kind of said at the beginning, but there will be a podcast there for your listening pleasure. If you're into anime, my wife has started a podcast called Inspired by a Weeaboo, and she we're going through 12 episodes of a series called Death Parade, which is a popular anime from what I hear. I'm not an anime person. She is. So this is essentially her <clears throat> teaching me the ways of anime to see if oh. I can like them. And so I thought I'd go along for that ride. And we want some feedback from that. So if you want to check that out, you're more than welcome to. But that'll be from that. And then we'll be back on uh, 
the the super mega crash brothers train on august 5th so check us out definitely all the links of course will be in the uh, show notes so that you can uh listen in on that as well as his new podcast he's doing with his wife the anime uh all about weeboo uh inspired by by weeboo um i'm a horrible listener as you all know um but yes (laughs) of course Check him out uh, in the show notes. All the links will be there. You, of course, can find us, The Feel Better Show. We're back at it on all your favorite podcasting platforms, except for Pandora, because we don't have that in Canada. Um, And I'm probably never going to meet their high standards of quality. Uh, But also on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, at The Feel Better Show. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you, Stephen, for uh, showing up early in the morning um i know you're an hour behind me so it's it's probably earlier for you than it is for me but i want to thank you for so much for joining me and discussing the super mario brothers amazingness film um thank you for having me you're i'm this is the first podcast i've ever guested on so i feel be honored i I feel feel very honored that you decided to be um the choosing us here at the feel better show to be the first ever podcast guest guesting that you ever did i'm glad i was able to pop that cherry for you all right ladies and gentlemen (laughs) uh, now that we've gotten that awkward sexual tension out of the air uh, i want to thank you very much for listening make sure you like you subscribe you share with all your friends share our podcast share the super mega bros turbo crash podcast he doesn't there's words, a, I got all the words, just the wrong order, I think. Uh, but make sure you go, go ahead and give them a like, give them a subscribe, show, show them some love. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much again for being on the podcast. Um, thank you. Have a great day, and make sure you go see a movie, folks. Yeah.